I haven't done this in a while. I forget how it works. I just talk. Welcome. Yeah. Okay, fine. 13? Yeah. Alright. Welcome to the Friendly Firecast. I almost said the Survivor.com. Well, it pretty much is this time. Episode number 13. It's it's just the Survivor crew because Gaetano and Ben aren't here, but that's who isn't here. I'm Steve from Survivor. I'm here. I'm Leo from Survivor, and I'm also here. And we're on our new microphone, which is like our old microphone, but it wasn't our old microphone. It was Heller's. Friend of the show, Stephen Heller's. I can now see the little bar, and your voice goes way louder than mine. It's a big surprise to most that I'm loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Not really. So are we going to guess or make up things about where Ben and Gaetano are? Ben is in the most boring city in the world. Where he actually knows the one trams driver. Yes. I remember so that. Adelaide is the city in question, so it might have been a true story that I just said, or it might have been a made-up story, depending on where you're from. We love you, Adelaideans. Mm-hmm. And Gaetano's probably going back to... Stripper. Stripper Island. Island. Can't or get enough. Or he's in Colombia. Maybe. That. I'm jealous, let's be honest. Can we well, say that? I'm sure we can say that. I think yeah. we talked about it before. Ben is, or not Ben, Gaetano is in Sydney playing, playing Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. Before uh, it comes out on Tuesday. Mine's paid off. Mine's not. Because I didn't think I'd have to buy one, but it might be too late and I might have to get one because I'm going to San Francisco I haven't said that yet have I? we have but you have okay well there's all these things I haven't even listened to the last two podcasts because I've been so busy full shame I've been in Perth and the internet there sucks everything there let sucks let alone everything else yeah except for like that one guy who runs that Nintendo website Daniel Vukovic <laughs> um, so that's what's going on we'll talk about things and do things and generally thing it up Thing it up. Yeah. Uh, before we start, though, here's the secret sound from last week if you were playing along. If not, you can play along before we... Uh, you might want to pause it after we play the sound, because then you can think about it, and then we'll pretty much immediately say what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, sound go now. Reticulating splines. So you didn't listen. So I have no idea what it was. I can't ask Ben or can Gaetano. You, can you imitate it? Sorry. Uh, it was like... Reticulating splines... That would be SimCity then. SimCity 2000. 2000. I was close. Herding llamas. Yes. But um, now we have prizes from insertcoinclothing.com. Yes, we do. But no one guessed and it kind of like, we didn't really give much time because the podcast came out late and so I guess we just... It'll meet... How about if someone can... We just said said comment uh, or tweet or whatever. How about if someone sends us an answer to this week's secret sound and mentions last week's secret sound, which we've just given you the answer to, Mm -hmm. you will win not only a 20-pound insert coins gift certificate, but you will win a 10 and 15 pound one as well and a, and season one of Strike Back we'll roll, on DVD we'll roll over the prizes you can win 35 pounds this is monetary sum not weight value mm-hmm. of course of uh, insert coins clothing Gift and I have, a, I have a couple cool shirts actually I have a Moa burger Halo Reach shirt they are so the Moa are like those little ostriches oh, they yeah. made like a Moa burger shirt they're really cool well they are they do work officially with the developers and the publishers so it's all like official licensed stuff you'd best know them from their really cool Assassin's Creed hoodie yeah yeah which is really cool 
I don't know why I said it like that. It sounded kind of sarcastic, and but I it was fully intentionally we can awesome. Still, you can still go on and do coin one zero. Yes. And redeem 10% off if you spend more than £15. £15, which isn't a lot if you're uh, buying a cool shirt or two or five by the yep. time you finish. So do that. It's great. Thank you, Insert Coins, for that. And um, hopefully we have something cool planned for PAX Australia, hopefully. as I should say. Not PAX East, which is pretty much happening right this second. Yep. Yeah. But not that. The not Aussie that. one, mate. Anyway. The Aussie one. All right, well, yes, what? If- no, that's not even close. <laughs> I fail so much. Leo, what have you been playing this week? Uh, um, hold on. I played The Last of Us, but we t- kind of talked about that last time before I'd played it. And then I wrote up my uh, preview of it, which you can read now on the website. Um, and what else have I been playing? I've been playing some Video more... games. I've been playing some Darksiders 2 still. Why? Because I wanted to play it some more. I guess that's an answer. And I think... Yeah, that's kind of it. I might think of something while you're talking, but... Cool. Yeah, I haven't been playing all that much because I've been pretty busy, actually. And nothing's really been coming out. I'm waiting for Monster Hunter and Lego and Bioshock. Yeah, all the things. I I, I put a tweet up today. There's so many things that have come up this month, and we're not even, like, halfway through the releases. And I'm not really interested in God of War or the new Gears of War because I still haven't even finished Gears of War 3 so neither of those things have grabbed my attention yeah a lot of of war people were mad at me this week I saw that yeah that's alright I have been playing some of the of war I played Ascension which is the God of War subtitled game good English sentence I make now Um, it's like every other God of War ever and I haven't played Gears of War but I hear they kind of bullet storm it a bit if that's a good way of putting it no it's 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 gears of war it's a bit harder it's kind of arcade styley so every chapter isn't a big long kind of halo-esque through things shooting it's kind of like bite-sized score-based chunks that's cool which like it's why are they they're, they're the trying e from the name i don't why know is because it it's judgment? weird i don't i've I, every post on the website has the e in still partially because i spelt it properly and didn't realize they didn't, and partially because I did realize eventually and then decided I couldn't be bothered changing it. What is judgment? Judgment. I don't know. So, I forget where I was going. Oh, but, so, like, judgment at least, from the sound of it, I haven't played it, but from what I've heard, tried to mix it up a bit and tried to make it something a little bit more than just another game. Mm -hmm. And and Ascension was pretty much just another game. They kind of mixed up how combat works and combos and gave you extra... Things that go along with his blades, and but it, at its core, it's still the same game. And yep. it's it's like Tomb Raider in that it has multiplayer, but it doesn't need multiplayer. So uh, that's a thing. Gears of War has always had multiplayer, though. It's always had pretty popular multiplayer. No, no, I'm sorry. I mean God of War. Now. Ah, right. So why would they release them both in the same month? It makes my head spin. Um, I've also been playing uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted You, <laughs> which. Yep. Um, I really don't like when people decide to stick you at the end of a game title just because it's on the Wii U, but we'll let that go. Yeah. It's it's the same game, but it has about 18 different control schemes. So you can play with um, a pro controller, and it was the very first time I got to use my pro controller, and unfortunately it sucks because the triggers are just so awful. You didn't like them? They just feel geeky. Um, I didn't like it, anyway. Uh, you can use a Wiimote and Nunchuck, or just a Wiimote. If yep. you use the Wiimote, it's like you were playing Mario Kart 7, 
So you're kind of... No, not Mario Kart 7, just Mario Kart Wii. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so you can kind of tilt it to steer, or you can use the nunchuck and, like, steer with your nunchuck. Man. And I, it's so weird. Um, the gamepad is awesome because it's like a pro controller and that you can use the triggers and all the buttons and drive like a normal person and use the sticks to steer. Yep. Or you can use a kind of hybrid combination, which was my favorite in the end. You can use the triggers to you know, brake and, and gas, and you can use the A, B, X, Y buttons to do all those things. But then you can use motion control, so you can hold and trigger for gas and stuff, but like tilt left and right to ah. steer, which I think was the coolest way. I don't know if I do it all the time, but I found myself... I think I played it for about three hours to do the review because it's the same game the same with, like, game. we tacked onto it. Um, all I did was basically test out the new features. Well, apparently the assets, all the art assets in it, are from the PC version, so apparently it, might, it looks a little better than the other two console versions. I'm one of those people that if it looks a little bit better, I probably won't notice. I'm yep. one of those people that if I listen to, like... Uh, 192 kilobit per second sound file compared to 128 one I wouldn't have the slightest clue so the the visual impact wasn't any better or worse to me which means it it was on par which means it was still really nice looking it just wasn't that much more amazing that I could take note so we had a little bit of a Facebook interaction today did we? about you thought it was cheating, and I thought it was... Oh, yeah, because you're an idiot. No! There's, okay, so, on the gamepad, you can do cool things like transition the game from night to day. So, if you want to go and drive in the dark, great. And if you're like me, and you can't really, with your contacts, pick out a lot of color as much as other people seem to, you can put it back to day and be fine. You can toggle traffic on and off, That's which cheating. seems like a good idea, but then if you go to multiplayer, you can't. So, you're used to, like, having this open road, and then you go to <laughs> multiplayer, and you just, like, smash everything ever. Um, there's a cop disrupt button. That seems like cheating. And if you're driving and they're following you and you're looking at the radar, you hit the cop button and the car just like spins around in circles like it's in Mario Kart and it got hit by a shell, which I thought was hilarious, but it it is excessive cheating. (laughs) Uh, and there are things like if you've totaled your car to the point where it's like on its last leg and you had to, in the Xbox version as an example, drive through a service station, that was the only way to fix your car. Or you could drive to a jack point and get in a different car. Yep. The gamepad lets you do both of those things without having to do anything else. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. You can repair your car with one click. You can switch cars with one click. Which that, just seems like you've got like a game genie and you've like shoved it like into your Wii U. It's fast travel though. It's, it reminded me of the Nintendo like super guide Luigi does the entire level for you kind of thing. Like, but it's the, not racing for the you. Fun it's just things, letting you skip to the next yeah, car. Yeah, but the fun things about Most Wanted for me are getting better at driving and learning how to take corners and doing cool moves so I can evade the cops not with a little button that says evade cops I don't want to evade the cops I just want to jump into the new car with a button because yeah I I always like I always the the car I want is over that side of the map and now I have to drive there for 10 minutes and then I get distracted and end up doing jumps but the game is about driving but that's also good that the (laughs) game distracts you with all these cool things that you're doing in the middle it seems like it takes away the core of the game I don't think I would use it excessively but I think on occasion where it's like I just want to get into that car right now yeah it makes it like a a little fast travel easy thing well I thought it was neat until I used it a couple times then I kind of felt guilty for doing it so maybe you'd encounter the same problems probably It's, it's the same game it's it's, it's nice to see a game come to Wii U only a little after the other ones. A little. Yeah, a little too late, but still a little. Um, Nicholas gave it a 7.5 in its original 
format, so I gave it an 8.5. Well, it includes DLC, DLC as well. Well, and it's, to me, Nicholas is a hardcore racing guy, and I'm not saying that his review was wrong, because it was spot on, and it was super well justified, but that's coming from the perspective of someone who lives and breathes racing games, and I play racing games by holding down the gas button, and never letting it go, and steering and hoping that I don't hit things, and I just kind of have fun with it and muck around. Fair and don't enough. try to do anything serious, and I thought it was pretty good. Good. So that's that. I've also been almost, I'm so close to finishing Persona, 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 Persona 4 uh, Golden on the Vita, and it's really, really good. I'm thinking I'm going to play a second playthrough. Yeah? Yeah, because I didn't quite get all the trophies that I was aiming for. Have, has anything changed with Cut? What's his name? No. Nah, I haven't I played think, it in a while. I'm, I think on the, I haven't said this yet like five times, but I'm going to San Francisco. I think I'm going to write a big thing about Kanji when I'm on the plane just because yeah. I've got all these things in my head about it it's I've been reading interviews from Atlas I don't want to give away what I'm writing because that would be why would I write it then mm-hmm. um, that basically try to justify how he's treated and they justify the good moments but they kind of gloss over other things so I kind of want to focus on that but it's not I'm not feeling any more comfortable about the situation mm-hmm. um, very well I feel like I've played a million more things oh and I've played um, for the fa- and, and I'm going to make you say what you told me off the off the air. Um, I've been playing for the last two or so weeks Nike Plus Connect training, and absolutely falling in love with like not just the Connect game because it's still a Connect game, and you know sometimes the tracking goes a bit dodgy. But like I'm absolutely in love with Nike Plus the uh, the idea of Nike Plus. So getting the apps on my phone. Um, it's just a gamifying exercise. It is. There's a running one. There's a uh, fuel band one. When I go to San Francisco, that's what six. Ding, ding number six. Um, I'm gonna go to the Nike Plus store. I've already like Google mapped it to figure out where it is and buy a fuel band. Cool. Um, I feel like I've told the story before. You told it to me, not on the podcast. Okay. Well, because a fuel band. 150 bucks. I was gonna say get me one, but don't worry about oh, it. I have this thing where I, every watch, <laughs> every watch I've ever owned, I have it eventually just stops. So I don't even own a watch, and like it's it sometimes that the battery goes flat mysteriously after about a week, or it's like I just don't have a good track record with watches. So I'm hoping if I buy this kind of rubberized, think of like a Livestrong bracelet, but not as as douchey. Basically, yeah. um, it's kind of like that, and it has a USB end and has Bluetooth in it. It will give you the time, it will track your steps, and it will track your Nike fuel, which is this kind of. Mm, non-recognized unit of measurement that Nike's brought in and it works across their Nike running app. It's just like Gamer School. Yeah, and it works with the little, you know, little Nike Plus sensor that you used to put in your shoes and it works with Connect and it works with, there's a basketball program and there's all these cool things. Um, And it really is, it's gamification. I've got 5,000 Nike Fuel in the Uh, last week and a half. Oh, you to catch up to me. Yeah, I do, but that's like my motivation and it's, it's a really... Good way for I haven't felt this motivated to exercise in years, so I'm really really well, cool as, about it. As I said when I walked in, I can notice the change. I just had a sip of beer, but I wanted to go more like you look slimmer in the waist. But yeah, I was getting a bit fat. I didn't. I didn't no, I, I, no, I was like not obese, not in need of like counseling or anything like that. But I was. I was letting myself go a little bit too much. I, I felt like that to. way the last couple of days, like really badly. Well, you had a 28th birth, 28th, know, 28th like birthday a... party. Ah, <sighs> oh, that was a big weekend. That was a big. My head still hurts from it. 
Anyway. Anyway, that's, I think, all I've been playing. I feel like I've been playing a million different things. I can never remember what I played, but honestly, I think it's just been Darksiders. Oh, and Crisis. I've been playing Crisis 3. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's cool. like, Crisis 1 was amazing. Crisis 2 was like, yeah, it's good, but I don't really need to tell anybody about it. And Crisis 3 is pretty much the same. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good, but... Yep. It's Crisis. Yep. yep. Cool. So that's stuff. That's what we've been playing. Is stuffing. Yeah. News. I, I put this in the news feed because I just thought it was hilarious. There is an Ashes Cricket 2013 game coming out. Whoa. How much do you know about cricket? I used to play international... No, no, what was it called? It was a cricket game on Super NES. I used to play that. I bought one for Matt. Where is it? Ashes Cricket 2009. It's probably the... It is the same franchise. The best one was the one on Super NES. I, I'm going to say unqualified. The only thing I know about cricket is that we had an exchange Don't teacher. Don't play it in... Canada? No, Canadia, lacrosse. Yes, Canadia. I think we have a we have a cricket team, but I don't. None of us. But yeah. you go like under British government. Rule. Yeah, but we're more North American. We play football and baseball and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. we play baseball when you guys play cricket. But we had an exchange teacher from England come, and he was my math teacher, and he made us not learn math for two weeks because he took us to the park and we learned how to play cricket and we understood it but we just didn't understand why you would play it and that just infuriated the guy <laughs> so that's cricket um it's coming out in june which is just before the start of a double it's like a historical double two header cricket year, thing yeah i don't quite understand what's going on but if you like cricket and you like the ashes tournament you're probably like foaming at the mouth about it and yeah. now you can play your own game it with has really, the full roster. It has a pretty small market, the Ashes games. Like cricket fans. Australia and England, and then maybe some... And Indians. India, India and Sri Lankans. That sort of countries. And, but yeah. Ashes is, Ashes is UK versus Australia, so... Well, there is a copy of Ashes 2009 in my house, so it's you know popular enough to continue on year after Have year. Have you ever played it? Matt has. No. I think I played it once. So is it EA? Get it. No, it's 505 Games. What do they make? Ashes Cricket? They make that party game. They make those party games. Oh, those ones. You know. They made that Wii party game that came out with Wii U. Oh, did they? I did not know. Yep. Well, there you go. Cool. There you go. Um, Next. Near and dear to my heart, a uh, a No. I'm good at speaking. Persona 4 Arena is finally coming to not only Australia and New Zealand, but Europe. It kind of, Europe started off the trend. There were a whole bunch of reports over the last couple weeks that uh, Europeans were getting a 360 version of Persona 4 Arena, which is the Persona 4 characters, um, who I'm quite familiar with now, playing that Vita game. But it's a, a fighting game developed by the guys who've made the Blaze Blue series. That just... Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, I really like the characters in Persona 4, so I'm kind of hoping... It's, it's like Injustice. It's a fighting game, so I'm like, meh, it's a fighting game. But it's like characters that I've grown quite fond of. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Not only do we get it uh, in Xbox 360 version, we also get a PS3 version, and it comes out in May, which is the same time that the Europeans get it. And if you pre-order now, you get a whole bunch of stuff like... Um, the official arranged soundtrack, which I believe is from the original Persona 4 Golden, or mm-hmm. Persona 4 itself. Uh, and then you get like a digital fan pack with wallpapers and other cool things. So I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. I don't think anybody else is, which is good, so I'll, I'll dibs the review. I Yeah, I'm not really... I'm not really a huge fighting game fan anyway. Like, I'll play Street Fighter, 
and I'll play Injustice because it's full of Batman. How many times did you pre-order Injustice? Twice. Oh, okay, yeah. But that's different. That's because I want the two different statues. <laughs> that's it. I want I want Wonder Woman about to beat the hell out of Batman, and I want Batman choking around. Well, if they made a Persona 4 Arena Kanji bathhouse statue, I would be all up in that grill. <laughs> Not really. That would be weird, but... Let's move on. Right. Um, let's stay with the kind of Japanese um, okay. slant. So I'm, I'm, we're looking at the news list and I'm skipping so past the one that's there. I'm going to go straight to... It's been said that when you buy Final Fantasy X, X, 10 HD for PS3, Final Fantasy X 2 HD will be also included on that disc. But on Vita, you have to buy both separately. I can deal with that. I just won't get it on Vita. But, but the point of having it on Vita is so you can keep playing it with the cross-save. That's the whole point. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I would probably want to play it entirely on Vita more than on the TV anyway. Actually, that's true because I'm really getting into a Vita RPG Vita is a kind of thing. a good machine for a JRPG. It is. I, I played Final Fantasy VII Cause even and I'm they through take eight. forever. Like, if you have a decent enough commute, like my tram ride is 40 minutes to an hour, I can play two hours a day. And I, you know, I get the story in nice chunks, and it takes me twenty minutes to get to work, like walking from my house to walking into my front door at work, and I still manage to play Persona for quite a bit of that time. Hmm. And it's just enough to kind of get through a dungeon or like. Well, you're playing on easy, bosses. yeah. Playing on true. hard, I had to spend. But anyway, I mean, it's still it's a good machine to play that kind of game on because, uh, other than the fact you can, I mean, you can do it on the 3S as well. You can just. You know, put it into sleep mode, and it just continues off exactly where you were, and you don't have to. Because a lot of the time with the JRPGs, you need to find a save point. Yeah. So on the console, you have to play until you find the next one. Whereas, I mean, on Persona, it's not so bad because you know where they are and you can kind of go to them all the time. But in the Final Fantasies, when you're starting out before you hit the world map and stuff, it's kind of like I don't know where the next one is going to be. Yeah, that's true. And ten, I've ten never played had ten. Re- oh, really? Mm. T- ten was the only Final Fantasy game I had played for the longest I time. I played 7, 8, 9 and then I kind of lost interest with 10. I love 10 so hard. I got all of the ultimate weapons and did all the things and dodged the lightning. And did, the only thing I didn't do because I was awful at it is I cannot play Blitzball for the life of me. And I, there, it, It's a game. It's I like know, I've, underwater I've people play it. soccer, I guess. It's I don't know. soccer, basketball, water game. I was awful at it. I couldn't beat. I couldn't win a single game. So that was the only ultimate weapon I couldn't get because I like literally could not do it. I've, I've watched people play it, but I never really played it myself. I loved it. The, the it's the love and story between 12. Titus and Yuna, and it's oh, it's so good. I never ever ever touched twelve. I've never even seen anything about it, and then I played thirteen. I'm, I got to finish thirteen. I bought 13 too. I was really excited about it at some point, and then I kind of just like stopped caring. I think I was with you. Yeah, I was. I got it for like 15 bucks. 13 too. So I'm like, it's not a big deal, but I really need to finish 13. Mm. I'm close. I think I can make my own parties again at the end. Well, like I all got, my people I reunited, to, and I could make my own parties of. I got to um, Grand Pulse, and then I never left because I never wanted to go back down the tubes again. I don't think I'm in Grand Pulse yet. I can't remember. There's the C and false. But anyway, the, we're, we're the, the news point is that if you buy Final Fantasy X HD... Presumably. Well, this is what the rumor is. On PS3, yeah. you'll get both X and X2, and you'll get to do your dress spheres and all the weird 
Eunice stuff. I didn't like Ten Two. I never even played that. It was that weird. Either. It was too weird of a thing. It was like it felt like it was like Barbie dress 'em ups. Yeah, to me. But and then if you don't, if you get it on Vita, you will get. You have to buy them both separately. This is the rumor. Yes. Right. Here is not a rumor, but it was a rumor. Oh, the until worst. It was confirmed the worst today. Rumor ever. Yeah. It was like the worst kept secret for the last how many months? All of them. A lot. I've written a lot you, of things you, about you've this. You've known about... You had insider knowledge about this, but you couldn't say anything. And I respect that. I never said anything. But today, Square Enix... Well, you told me, but you could, you're allowed to tell me because I didn't tell anybody. We didn't go anywhere with it. That That's counting is still being good. Deus, Isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Square Enix have confirmed that Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Cut will come to the Wii U sometime soon. They don't have a date yet, but it's on its way. So, hands up if you didn't know that was... Or you didn't suspect that was a thing. My hands on up. What what does director's cut mean, Leo? Okay, well, first of all, it, this is the rumoured Square Enix game that Straight Right, the Melbourne-based developers who ported Mass Effect 3 to Wii U were working on, so... That's possibly why you know of the uh, insider knowledge. And, um... So, director's cut puts... Um, I can't remember... Tong's uh, Rescue or Tong's Escape or something DLC and the Missing Link DLC back into the story in the places where they're supposed to sit in the narrative and it also does some stuff with the gamepad so now you can use the gamepad as your map and you can um, do hacking by touching the touchscreen and the biggest and probably most interesting thing that makes me consider playing it again is that they've overhauled the boss fights completely and now you can defeat the three boss fights that were the big controversy without ever having to fire a bullet if you're a stealth character or if you're a hacking character. So you can do the full-on assault if that's what you are, or they've added and changed the maps up a little so you can. there's things for you to hack and traps to set off, or there's a stealth option if you're a stealth player. So that's cool. I mean, but way too late. And are we getting game a patch? Came out, this game came out two years ago. Do I get a patch for the game that I was playing I that I tried it. to do as a stealth character because it didn't work very well and I stopped? Well, this is exclusive to Wii U, so I think no. Well, that's crap. And it's going to be full-priced. And as good of as good a game as it is, I own it on PlayStation and I own it on Xbox. That's what I could argue for most games coming to Wii U. And that's why I don't have any games for Wii U, because it's pointless. And I, I don't know... If you can play this off-screen. Which is the dumbest thing I have ever heard of. Why wouldn't you have every Wii U game ever off-TV play? I don't know. This is why I said. If, if, I could have it off t- if I could have it off-TV, so many games I would buy for Wii U. He's bought two copies of Injustice. It's true. And, and the only reason I'm not buying Injustice on Wii U is because I, I won't get a statue. I'm buying two PlayStation 3 copies because I want the statues. I would have got one PlayStation 3 and one Wii U, but without a special edition, there's no purpose. Very true. So, I don't know. I ask you guys, will you get Deus Ex on Wii U, or have you already played it, and do you think these changes are worth it, or is this going to be Square Enix brings out a full-price game that everyone's already played, it sells awfully on Wii U, then they don't bring any more games to Wii U. Vuk will get it. <laughs> I would play it. I would play it again on the Wii U to see what well, it's like. Then I'm putting your name down for the review. Because they've tweaked some AI and combat stuff, and they've 
Improve some graphics. So apparently it's a little better and different. And I want to see what those boss fights are like. And I really enjoyed it when it came I'd out. I'd rather so watch a video for that kind of stuff. Well, I really enjoyed the game when it came out. So I would play it again. Oh, okay. We'll see. Um, I, I just killed that conversation. But anyway. We'll see. Um, more rumors, because they're fun. Oh, this Xbox thing. There was reports again today from VG Leaks, who had this reported by The Verge afterwards. That I saw it on IGN. An Xbox development kit from 2012. It's 2013, just in case you're not yeah. in the here and now. Um, has this little information about the new console, which says that it requires always-on internet connection, for mm-hmm. one, and that it will have a hard drive so large it will have enough room for millions and millions and thousands, I'm exaggerating, but quite a, a lot bit, of games of uh, Xbox games, Xbox 360, 720, whatever you want to call them games. Um, I've, I've seen Xbox Infinity, that's popular. That's so dumb. Because, <laughs> anyway, this hard drive is supposed to be so big because the Xbox that is coming out, the next box, Ooh. will make you install games to its hard drive and then leave the disc in the drive so it recognizes that the... Nope. That's uh, not what I read. I reckon that's what's going to happen. It's The thing I read on IGN said, the Blu-ray is only a means to transfer the data... And you p- install it, and then you never have to put the disc in again, and the disc is then useless. How would you prove that you hadn't copied the contents to a USB stick and moved it to someone else's Xbox? Maybe they get play? some thing encoded on the disc, or I don't know. I, I reckon it'll be more like the way that you currently install games to your Xbox, where well, you need the disc to... Ba- it, it's not going to read the disc yeah. to play it, but it's going to verify that you have the disc so you can... Well, what I read it. is that basically anyway. the disc becomes useless, and so that's how you can't have used games. It was definitely confirmed in that, in that XDK, XDK, Xbox Development Kit, that the optical reader on the console wouldn't be used to play the games. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be reading the games as you played it. Anyway, so, two things there. Obviously, the first is use discs, not going to happen. Second-hand market's gone. The second thing is always on internet connection. It's the stupidest German history of the world. They haven't haven't said anything... uh, They haven't said whether it's going to be like the PS4 online connection, where it's just to do updates in the background and... You know, keep everything up to date, or whether it's going to be a DRM thing. It said it requires an always on, always connected. That was the quote. Always on, comma, always connected. So, what happens if it goes off? Then you can't use your Xbox. But this is all moot because it's not going to happen because even if it was, it is official, but even if it. No. I'm, I'm, but we don't know what they're actually using it. It is absolutely official, but it was official in 2012. And I think Microsoft has had enough negative feedback. And they've now seen, obviously, as well, what Sony mm. is offering. I don't think this is going to hit the light of day. And if I'm, if this does become true, then I'm buying a PlayStation, I guess. Well, this is what I said. I said, it, I said in a tweet a while ago. If one or the other does this always on and used games are dead and the other one doesn't, I said, you watch gamers flock to one and publishers to the other. Well... All I d- if I, I I spent two weeks traveling this last fortnight, and all I did was take my Xbox with me and played games, and maybe connected once in a while with my phone to get cloud saved. But I wouldn't leave my phone connected to my Xbox because then my phone data would just go to the roof. Mm-hmm. So if I need an always-on internet connection, then I'm gonna get the console that doesn't need that. 
let alone internet in Australia, let alone anything else. Like, it's just stupid. Why would you dig a hole? Don't know. It's not going to happen. But that's the rumor, and it was a big popular rumor today, but there you go. Anyway, we'll let it go. Yep. Uh, the last thing is, is more stupidity, this time on the part of Square Enix. Would you like to handle this? Well, not Square this? Enix. Ados well, Montreal. Sorry. Well, they event... No, Square Crystal Enix, Dynamics, sorry. Square Enix has a bit to play in this, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's mostly uh, Crystal Dynamics, and I guess they'd be leveraging assets and content produced by Eidos. Eidos, Montreal. Eidos, whatever. Anyway, so they've come out today and said that all of the future DLC planned for Tomb Raider is multiplayer, and they have no plans for any single-player Tomb Raider downloadable content. And I have no plans to buy any of the DLC, then. I don't... I think a lot of people have no plans to buy the DLC, because... It's not bad, it's just... Who cares? It's just some fluff. The multiplayer is not enough for me to play more than the twice that I did. Yeah. I got some achievements and then decided the other ones were too hard and stopped. Yep. Hey. It's not like... I don't often play multiplayer online because I don't really enjoy the poisonous cesspit that is Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. Why do you hate multiplayer? Like, I don't really interact with people. I mute people really quickly. I don't talk to people. It's, I just don't like it's having that, to do it. It's that... It's it's partially just the people that I don't like, and I just don't like that whole online scene. And I'd rather play for myself, for a story, for um, something interesting, rather than just a deathmatch or a... Yeah. You know, I, I mean... And I did play until, like, 6 a.m. the other day with one of my best friends, Call of Duty um, split-screen multiplayer, but that was because we sat next to each other um, and and drank some beers and played all night together, and that made it fun. Whereas, if I'm going to sit in my room by myself and do that, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, or, well, I'm not going to do that for Tomb Raider, I'm not going to do it for Uncharted, I'm not going to do it for any multiplayer. Like, if I can split-screen multiplayer and play with a friend while he's there, then I have a good time. But I'm not going to do it on my own. Yeah, most of the problem that I have is I don't want to play with randoms. I'd rather play multiplayer with my friends. And when I do play multiplayer with my friends, it's great fun. But trying to find a time that works for everybody is just the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And if I play a video game, it's really just to relax and play a video game. I don't want to have to stress about organizing it and getting this schedule working and mucking around and da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I would much rather play extra Tomb Raider single-player content because it was great and I want more of it than shoot at other people. I think a lot of people want some more secret tombs or some more locations to explore or even like a little bit of extra story or something. Just cool areas that I have to try to use my brain to figure out how to get past this mm-hmm. bit and climb this and make that work. Like just neat things to explore. That was the best part. The combat was good. It wasn't my favorite part. It. it was the exploration was the best part of that game, hands down. Yep. And there it goes. Oh well. I think that's all we have to talk about, really. That's pretty much it. Which is good for news. There's only two of us. We don't want to make it too, you know, long and boring. No. I mean, it, the weird I, thing I, about March is that there's been so many things coming up, but the news has been pretty slow. Yeah. Until next week. Now, by the time this comes out, it will be Monday, and I will officially be on a flight to San Francisco. So I think I can say Well, we this. all know what's coming next it's, week. It's established that on the 27th of, of March, we will find out more about the Battlefield 4 cool. experience. But on the 26th of... Well, this is, I guess it's the same day. On the 26th in San Francisco at 7 p.m., I am going to a DICE presentation revealing 
Battlefield 4, and we will have a couple hours with it, and the embargo on that lifts in San Francisco time at 11 p.m. that night, which is sometime midday, I believe, on the 27th. Okay. So, and I'm going literally, thanks to EA, they are paying for me to go, they are paying for me to stay in a hotel while I am there. They are not paying for my um, adoration or absolute love of all things Battlefield 4. So they're paying me to go in terms of tickets and accommodation. That almost sounded really bad. Um, But my opinions get to be my own. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of why I was... That was my first concern. So if I don't like it, I think it's exactly like Battlefield 3, I will tell you. If I think it's amazing, I will tell you. And it's not because they were nice to me. Well, I know that... The Deus Ex we're just talking about is going to be at PAX East, so it may may even be at GDC. You might get to have a look. Well, if I get to have a look, I won't be able to write about it, because that's another thing that I agree to when I go to GDC, which is fine. So you will be seeing a lot of Battlefield and EA-related content for me over the first three or four days next week. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of neat to be able to go to GDC, Um, and there's nothing stopping me from writing about it once I am done with that engagement at EA. So. There might be a little bit of delay, but there'll be maybe some other things that I can check out. I'm not allowed to accept appointments or anything like that, but I'm sure if I have free days, I can go to GDC as a spectator and just take it in. Cool. But yes, so it should be kind of cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I also get to go home and see my family in Canada, which is a big deal for me right now. So That is good. That is good, but that's not podcast no. important, <clears throat> so I'll shut up. All right. I don't want to be done. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Well, The Last of Us is really awesome. I know we talked about it last week, and Ben kind of just said it was a bit there. He didn't have much to say. If you liked it, I'll like it. But to me, it's like it's like one of those games that come along once or twice in a generation of a console's life where it kind of just grabs you straight away, and you just like, holy beep. Like, wow. <laughs> holy beep. Yeah, well, you wrote a really, really, really good preview. If you haven't checked it out, go read it because it's actually one of the better previews we've probably ever had up on the site. But yeah, it's just it's just full on and like I played a half an hour section that was just amazing, and I didn't even see any of the other survivors. Mushrooms to the wall action! Oh yeah, get it? Yeah. Ah! All I saw was infected, and I didn't see any other survivors. And I had this other character, Tess, who I didn't really know much about with me. And I had Ellie. And it was just... If you like survival games, you will like this. I think this is like... I used to say that Dead Space was the the savior for survival horror. And I don't think that anymore. I think that where survival horror should head now is more in the Last of Us direction. With more survival and less action. Awakened was super amazing, though. Yeah, because so yes. that was one of the things I played this week. And Actually, I, yeah, I did play that. I think that. most people who play Awakened just sit back and think, why wasn't the entirety of Dead Space 3 like this? Yeah, wow. But I don't know. That's, yeah. But like, yeah. But I guess we should take heart in the fact that Visceral made this as the first DLC and it's getting such a good reception that obviously the rumors about, you know, Dead Space 4 being canned were yeah. said aren't true. So... Hopefully this will help Visceral still steer Dead Space 4 back into that kind of psychological horror. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Both have their place. Both are really good. Action games, we have a million of them. We don't need more. I think if you enjoy survival horror 
and survival games, you will like The Last of Us. It's a very tight balancing act whether you use this materials to make something to kill or to make something to heal or whether you shoot or whether you melee and it's just all very you have to be thinking constantly about your next move and if you have enough stuff to do what you need to do and then what happens if this happens and I don't have this and it's just a constant juggling act. Did you play I Am Alive? Yes. Is it anything like I Am Alive? Kind of. In a good way? In the good because way. Because I was really excited for that game and I was not that In the good way. Okay, and it, and it's got it like, has moments. Like I said in the uncharted and uh, uncharted in the preview, it's got uncharted's DNA, but it's nothing like uncharted. He kind of controls a little bit like Drake, but more realistic. I was gonna say that's not good. <laughs> more realistic, and he doesn't make any leaps of like I had to climb up um, like a twelve foot thing, and I had to push a box to get on top of that, and then someone had to give me their hand so I could climb up slowly. Like it's. It's more... It's a really slow realism. Okay, good. Slow burn. I'm down with that. I like and it, it looks amazing. Well, that's good. Always I wanted to do it again, but... Yeah, they, it's not really how those appointments no. work. Yeah, <laughs> just, just check. As and, long as you know. And they said that um, the one part I did, I was the only person to do it fully stealth. Everyone else had to use their guns at some point. And I did it fully stealth, and I did not die a single time. Well, the very first time I play that game, I'm going to make you come over and watch me, and you can tell me if I did what you did. Okay. I'm probably not going to... I might not even be a I am the worst at anymore. stealth ever. I tried doing stealth in Deus Ex, and I just ended up killing everybody and hiding in greats. Yeah. Anyway, I like The Last of Us. I think that you will like The Last of Us if you like survival and survival horror. Cool. If you're expecting a kind of action-y, uncharted thing, then don't. And while we're randomly, randomly talking about games we like... A day after you hear this, you'll be playing Bioshock Infinite, and it is a treat for your senses. So enjoy that treat. Tell us what you think about it. Tell us what you think the secret sound is for this week as well, because like I said, you will not only win an amazing copy of Strike Back Season 1 on DVD, but you'll win a grand total of £35. Great Britain dollars, a.k.a. (laughs) um, Not weight of things but dollar amounts currency pounds. yeah there we go um, of insert coins clothing from the amazing people at insert coins yep ready so uh, here is the sound that we have chosen for this week welcome home Mr. Jensen mm. that was a sound don't know I really should think about these sounds before we record why well I don't know because we could say something witty maybe like as a, as a tip for what it's going to be like oh I'd bet my Plumber's well, tools that we've, Mario... We've been nah. doing the thing now where it's kind of related to what we've been talking about, so... So the sound is totally... Because last week we talked about SimCity, so I did a SimCity 2000 thing. Actually, that's pretty and, good. Uh, but, you yeah. know. So that means it's going to be a sound from... <gasps> Ooh, I have, a, I have a mission for you. I'm going to give you a game. That's exactly... Leo's pointing at the, the news... <laughs> oh, now I've given it away, almost. Ah, no, Leo's po- I'm pointing at the new... Leo's pointing at the news items, and we have chosen a game that we want to get a sound from. So there you go. That's your little hint. And don't forget that if you do want to get any of the cool clothing off insertcoinclothing.com, and if you spend more than £15 and put in coin10, and that's one zero, you can get 10% off. If you want to buy us gifts and use that promotional True. code, that would be greatly accepted, and you can give us those... Uh, gifts that you would, you know, 
painstakingly purchased for us at PAX Oz because I'm fairly certain we're going to be doing a live to air panel where we live secret sand while we do this and you hopefully are entertained so yeah and that's thanks to insert coin clothing yes they're cool guys and also our brains if we go to PAX yeah. that, will, that will be thanks to us yes and our, and our heads right yeah this is the shortest podcast we've ever done, I think. That's not a bad thing, though. We're still we're we're keeping up with the friendly firecast going up every single week mm-hmm. this year that we've done it. Um, that's not a bad. We started we started mid January, but since then we've gone every single week. We have, and we won't stop. All right. Um, how do we get in touch with you, Leo? Uh, at Delta Phoenix zero eight on Twitter and Leo at Survivor.com and friendlyfirecast at gmail.com. Those are things. Also, I'm Steve at Stavivor.com, or you can go to Stavivor.com, S-T-E-V-I-V-O-R. You could jump on our forums. .com. You can go to the forums. You'd be the first. And talk to our friend, <laughs> Espionage Monkey. <laughs> you can also check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash Stavivor Gaming, mm-hmm. and that's the Twitter account as well, Stavivor Gaming. It doesn't matter how you talk to us, but we would like you to talk to us. Because and if you want to guess the secret cool. sound, we've opened it up now. You can email... And you can comment on either MMGN or on Survivor.com. Yep. Or you can comment on either of the Facebooks, or you yep. can comment on the Twitter of either. Yeah, as far as, as those lazy schmucks that aren't here. And we'll figure out who did it first. Yeah. The lazy schmucks that aren't here, uh, at Ben underscore Salt. At Ben underscore Salter on Twitter, or at Gaetano Prestia. Mm-hmm. G-A-E-T-A-N-O-P-R-E-S-T-I-A. There you go. The first Uh, time we've ever spelt that, because he refuses to. Yeah, but I do. Um, Or at MMGN on Twitter. They're also on MMGN.com. If you go to Facebook or MMGN.com is the website, of course, where you can get, as in addition to our website, a myriad of awesome gaming news. Mm -hmm. And we're big friends, even though we hate each other. That's why we're friendly fire. (laughs) Yes. The hate bit is probably exaggerated. Well, we didn't really rag at them all that much when they yeah, were Yeah, man, they're so dumb. They're the dumbest. Dumb as a butt. I can't believe how stupid they are at being video and game you guys. Smell like an elephant's butt. Yeah, we're not very good at insults. That's I'm why it's nice. friendly fire. It's friendly fire. It's like, I dislike the cut of your jib, <laughs> young man. Radio. Well, this yeah, is we're total done. waffle. Yeah, we had like three minutes of waffle. Yeah. Aren't you glad you're still listening? If you have this for breakfast, it's nutritious and healthy. I don't think that's true. Waffles aren't, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, breakfast food. We are done. Thank you for joining us. This was the unlucky episode 13 of the Friendly Firecast. And there's only half of us. Well, maybe the other guys are actually dead now. Maybe we killed them. We didn't watch, <laughs> we didn't watch the Midnight Channel and they're there. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we'll be back next week for 14. Well, I'm not, I won't be back next week for 14. You won't be back? No. I'll be in San Francisco. That's like number 10. Ding! Um, but you'll definitely be here. I'll be here. And maybe other people. It maybe, might just be me on Maybe my if own. no one is here, I'll, I'll do a special GDC kind of thing and chuck it at the yeah. RSS feed or something. We'll see how we go. All right. Something will happen next week. It might be dead air or it might be something from us that is decent. Cool. Or not decent as usual. Right. We'll see how we go. Anyway, have a good one. Bye, guys. That's, that was decent, I think, yeah. for what we had.